Oh, that was the countdown? That was the countdown. That was the countdown. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> this is the first time you're going to say it's so exciting. Right, first time you're doing it right. Welcome to 100% Real with Alex and Amanda, a business lifestyle podcast. Cue introduction music. Best believe, best believe. Uh, we the best. Yes, and yes, indeed. Woo. Yeah. Best believe, best believe. Uh, we the best. Yes, and yes, indeed. So uh, for those who are listening to this for the first time, and that will be many of you because this is the first podcast episode of 100% Real with Alex and Amanda, today's topic is about dumping Zillow for Facebook ads and relationship building. Yes, and we're going to give all the gushy details of how we actually market ourselves on Facebook and how we've been killing it, crushing it on the Facebook end. Yes, we're actually going to give away the secret sauce in this episode of exactly what we do. Um, but before we get started, we um, you know we want to introduce ourselves. But even before then, we just want to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by Design for Realtors, where you can find instant, downloadable, and customizable marketing designs and apparel for real estate agents. So I'm going to go ahead and let Alex introduce himself. What's going on, everybody? I am Alex. I am the CEO of Ian Alexander Realty Group, um, the hybrid uh, hybrid brokerage in Queens. And I'm also CCO of Design for Realtors. And um, yes, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I trade Bitcoin and I do a lot of random things. <laughs> we've, we've got a, a number of different interests and hobbies and, and uh, business ventures going on. Um, I'm your second host, Amanda, and I am a real estate agent in Queens, New York at Ian Alexander Realty Group alongside uh, my broker slash love of my life, Alex. Mm-hmm. Um, I also help uh, operate, co-operate, and do a lot of the marketing for the brokerage. Um, so if you see any of our ads, um, a lot of the social media content and things like that, I have a hand in it. Um, and I'm also the CEO of Design for Realtors. There you go. Making everything look pretty. Yes, yes. So that was a very exciting project for us to do. Um, but more on that later. So let's actually get into the, the nitty gritty of it. So in order to understand, you know, kind of the differences between Zillow and their career agent program, as well as what you have to gain from running Facebook ads um, versus the two, Alex, why don't you tell us how you actually got started in real estate? Like, what was your first prospecting experience i mean um like it wasn't even that long ago to be honest with you <laughs> but if it, it sounds so old and outdated but um when i first got into real estate the first i would say the first week um they basically gave me a phone book uh, like the yellow pages I was gonna say or the white pages i'm not sure it was one of those and i and i literally called through like a bunch of people on there not knowing what to say and even if someone said they were interested in real estate i would get so nervous that i would hang up on them that's what would happen so it's actually not that cool of a story but that's how i got uh started with uh originally prospecting and then i kind of started um you know getting better at it i started listening to people i started um observing the top producers in my office at the time and then from there i basically you know just got better i got my first deals in motion and then i got some money behind my belt right and then a lot of people at that time were throwing all their money into um postcarding 
right? And I was, I, I, I saw the, the, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel with postcarding. I'm not against postcarding, but I decided to go a different route, which I went with Zillow, right? And um, actually, I didn't go with Zillow. I went with Trulia. Trulia and Zillow didn't own Trulia at that time. So were the top producers that you said you were watching, were they focusing on postcarding? Yeah, yeah, they were just cold calling and, and postcarding and um, basically building through their network. Um, I was really young at the time, so my network was barely even renting. Everyone lived at home with their parents. Oh, wow. So, like, there was really nobody that, you know, and everybody wanted, like, a discount and then didn't want to pay me a broker's fee and all that stuff, like, in my circle at that time. True. So, really, you really were young. I mean, for, for those who are watching this and aren't too familiar with who we are, we're actually under the age of 30. <laughs> I'm almost there, guys. I'm almost there. But, uh, you know, we're relatively young. So six years ago, you were still in your early 20s. Yeah. And um, I remember I was swimming in my suit. And then, um, yeah, I invested my money into Trulia at the time. It wasn't owned by Zillow yet. Right? So I I did, I did it in Trulia. I think I gave, like, I had $2,000 in my name. And I think I put $300 a month towards it yeah and at that time they were in contracts so um once once you kind of put that money up front type of thing you were in contract until the end of the year so i I had to make something happen so i kind of put my back up against the wall um and i made it work and then i started buying from trulia i also invested in zillow then separately yeah i mean if you only had two thousand dollars to your name and you had to sign a contract for six months uh no it was uh a year i believe it was a year oh yeah it was a year back then I remember yeah you that. that's that's quite a chunk of change to commit to when you're first starting out your career in real estate yeah um, and yeah so i locked myself into the contract and it it, it was har- it was harmful at first because I had no idea how to convert. So I was getting the leads and a lot of them were trashy leads. Um, but because it was just, you were just getting calls, right? Like, yeah. So the calls were direct from consumer? Um, yes, direct through consumer. Or they would just say, hey, you have a lead. And then you can go online and call them or whatever it may be. Um, and I didn't know how to convert. And that was my, my first downfall where I was like, damn. All right. So I had to basically, you know, I had to kind of, I lost all the money I made basically for my first deal. Well, I mean, you had to have learned something along the way because you went on to produce basically $200,000, you know, a year. That's like, that's a big, a big accomplishment in the real estate world, especially for someone who, you know, didn't, wasn't in the industry for five or 10 years when that happened. Yeah. So you, you at some point learned how to convert, right? Yeah. So basically, um, I, I I learned the ins and outs of Zillow, right? So I've I have um, I've come a long way with Zillow. Um, so I'm not knocking it that you know the system doesn't work and you can't create systems around it, but there is a better way. Yeah. So just for everyone listening, you know, we we're not knocking Zillow. Um, what this episode is about is really explaining, you know, what you can expect with Zillow, what you can expect with Facebook ads, and the reasoning behind why we personally made the choice, right? This, this is a podcast, it's, it's opinion, um, but we're going to share the facts of our experiences with both platforms and services, and, you know, it's, it's not to knock Zillow. So, um, all right, so you, when did Zillow Premier Agent become a thing? Because you said you invested in Trulia before Zillow owned Trulia. Yeah. Um, so what, what year, like, was this like? 
Uh, no, no, this was while this was probably my. So it's hard. It's hard to like even remember the exact time. But it was. Um, I was kind of locked in by the end of my first year, so I closed my first two deals. I believe I got like my first deals in motion during the end of my first year. Then I truly it caught up with me hard, and I had to basically uh, get a part time job while those deals were closing. And then I started learning how to convert little by little. And then I was converting like a monster for a little bit on my own. Nice. And then from there, I built a team to help me convert. And then, um, yeah, that, that was, it was history from there. So I understood how the the algorithm, you know, how how to make it work. Yeah, that's fantastic. So you know, fast forward to present day. Um, you know, I've, I've been with the brokerage going going on two years now, headed towards year two, um, and it's been a whirlwind of, of information overload. Sort of, I've been a sponge. So part of being part of, of Alex being my broker and also being the love of my life. <laughs> um, it means that we're together pretty much 24-7. A lot of our business dealings are together. It's a mutual partnership. Um, but in being around a real estate broker as a newbie, you know, I shadowed him for six months prior to getting licensed. And that meant that I was privy to a lot of information that most new real estate agents don't get to see or interact with or be around and listen to. So I was hearing all those conversations, watching him convert, you know, listening to the negotiations. So I saw also, you know, what the process was when he joined Zillow Premier Agent um, a couple of years ago. And it was a very different program than what it is today. Yeah. Um, can you talk about some of the differences like then versus now? Yeah, so basically... Um and before it was just you know the phone would ring they would try to contact an agent or you would get the lead via email right um and actually before they would answer the emails a lot more but now they don't at all like the auto email is just it's just bombarded right um but now they made it more like a concierge service so they connect you so they charge even more per lead so they basically help filter through the leads but it's not really filtering they kind of just say hey do you want to speak to an agent and they're like yeah and then they they it's like they they put more people on the job just to like do less work and just pass them off to the person so it's kind of warm Um, and it's like first come first serve whoever answers the phone type of thing yeah well But the, the, the program definitely did change. And one thing that was a big deciding factor for us making this personal decision um, within the brokerage to dump Zillow for Facebook ads and relationship building was that we, we heard about this new program called Flex. Yeah, so I mean, it's kind of basically what uh, Redfin did before they tried to cut out their agents type of thing or cut out the other agents uh, because they've been grabbing some of the inventory up. It's basically Zillow Zillow's saying, hey, we no, you no longer have to pay, but you have to give us a certain portion of your commission. So they become like a, a, a watchdog type of uh, service. Um, and it's just a natural progression until they're just going to try to take a majority of the market share away from realtors. Um, I'm not for that personally. Uh, I know Amanda's not. Yeah, completely. Uh, Amanda has been against Zillow from the, from when she, since she joined um, IA Realty Group. Uh, she's she's also because think about it. They're basically a lot of agents rely solely on Zillow, right? Um, 
for me, I've always had Zillow as like a, a side thing because with buyers, it would just feed my buyer's agents and it would keep people happy, but I would focus mainly on the listings and I would get buyers through that personally. So that's how I built my relationships. But I use Zillow as like a subsidized, like it's always nice to have people calling you. Like it's nice to have people calling you rather than you constantly calling people all the time. Um, I think it was just something out of convenience, right? Yeah, and you know, there, there are benefits to, to the program. Like at the end of the day, it's, it's people who are searching for homes and they're contacting you. So there's benefits there. Um, but I've definitely been against Zillow from the beginning. And I think it's just this idea that, you know, all they're doing is marketing properties, which is what our job as real estate agents is anyway. It's what real estate agents are supposed to be doing. So it's kind of like, you know, we're paying all this money so that they can go and create all these programs and services that work against us. It's like we're feeding the flame, feeding the monster that's going to essentially take us out of the out of the game. Yeah, definitely. And um, it's funny that you say that, but um, in regards to marketing, right? Um, the industry has made such a shift, right? From you know that traditional cold calling um sales like wolf of wall street type of hitting the phones to now relationship building and you know building being more of a becoming a resource which you should have been doing um i've been doing that but without calling it being a resource right um but you know now i see things shifting i see everybody going uh, a lot of people go into the internet but it's not where most of the business is anyway it always starts there but usually you know they usually go with someone that they trust or someone that they know or friend of a friend type of thing yeah it takes time to, to build that relationship and really position yourself as a resource for someone who's looking to buy or sell their home I actually just went live on Instagram a couple of days ago and talked about, you know, whether or not leads are are good or, or bad, like internet leads, Facebook or Zillow. Because um, a lot of real estate agents will say like, oh, they're, they're crappy leads, but it, that's not true. It's just they're further out um, from the actual purchase, like the, the amount of time it's going to take them to make a purchase. So on average, what do you think it was? It's six to 12 months before an online lead will actually make a purchase. Yeah, so it requires a lot of follow-up, which I feel like a lot of realtors are horrible at. Yes, it's sad to say, but it's, it's kind of a, a, what would you call that? Realtors have a reputation for not being good at follow-up. Yeah. Um, I've even heard it from the consumer side. Yeah. And it's definitely something I feel like I've excelled at. I'm really good at the follow-up. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, in regards to, in regards to the follow-up, right? So now technology has taken us so far, right? So like follow-up now includes text messaging. I used to never text anybody, right? And now texting is like such a big thing. People are buying like these text messaging services, which autos text message now. Um, what's your opinion on that, by the way? Like what, regarding text marketing, what do you think, where do you think that's going? I actually think that text message marketing direct to consumer is going to be huge and it's going to definitely become a thing. Um, just like, you know, before, marketers actually didn't touch email. Marketers didn't touch social media. Um, marketers didn't, they wouldn't touch Snapchat because they thought that the audience wasn't... I'm guilty of that. Age. <laughs> you know, and, and um, uh, Gary Vee says it best. He says, marketers' job is to ruin things. So whatever you go into as a marketer, you're supposed to quote, unquote, ruin it. 
Um, and it's this idea that you just you, you add marketing to it. And people, since no one's really doing it right now, like really, really hard the way that email marketing is done, text message marketing could 100% be a thing. Um, it, it just, you know, it, it depends how you do it. And a lot of marketers right now are uh, running text messages into their funnels. Where it's like you get, I, I am actually part of funnels. So at Dirty Little Secret, everyone, um, I like to sign up for those free webinars. Good and, tactic. <laughs> and, and free things that, that marketers will offer, whether it be real estate agents in different states or um, things like that. As long as I feel like it didn't come from an ad because I don't actually want to waste their money. Um, but anything that I come across organically, I'll sign up for it because I want to see their funnel. I want to see how often they're following up. Um, and this has actually allowed me to see that, wow, some people are going so far as finding me on directly on Facebook, messaging me, friend requesting me, sending me text messages, sending me emails, um, going into the DMs. It's actually pretty crazy, but not everyone's doing it, which means this is a great time to be that committed to following up across all those different channels. Yeah, and I, I definitely um, would say if you do kind of go that route um try to avoid the spammy because i hate like text messages that are spammy yeah when you can tell they're generic yeah like hi um are you interested in whatever whatever like no i'm i mean i'm not right like you yeah you know like I, I feel like there has to be a um a level of human there um I kind of, I have a, I don't know how I feel personally about the full text message thing because I feel like that's like a sacred ground for us um, right now. Um, it's the only place where people aren't really hitting us too hard, but eventually we're going to get hit from text message. I already get those scam likely calls all the time. Um, I'm, yeah, like the, the Albanian numbers or whatever, maybe um, emails you know, the open rates have, you know, dropped a little bit. So it requires more and more emails uh, to be sent out. And people aren't really responding well to pretty emails anymore. They'd rather have the plain, the plain text emails. They respond better to that. Emails perform really well. We, we learned that in a hard way, but that's a conversation for a different episode. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do spammy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, bringing it back to you know, these different marketing channels and, you know, what what the experience is with Zillow Premier Agent and how they have, like, their concierge thing and the different ways that they contact you. Um, you know, we talked about the, the Flex program, which is essentially, um, I think it's a, a different podcast. I forget which one, but they kind of, they said that it's essentially like Zillow is charging agents a tax on their commission. Yeah, it's like a referral. Yeah. Referral fee type thing. It's actually a referral fee, which, which is crazy. But, you know, between the Flex program, um, the Instant Offers program, all these different programs that Zillow has been coming out with, it just speaks volumes to, you know, how they revere real estate agents. And it's yeah. not like they're really trying to help us. Um, they're, it, it really feels like they're using the money to fuel their own projects that will cut us out yeah. down the line. And I, I think it also has to do with um, a mindset that a lot of realtors have, right? And I've been there. I understand I understand the mindset from a, a first-person view, right? Um, the mindset that, like, you know, this is helping me a lot, right? But in reality, um, that's a, a limited mindset because there's so much opportunity out there. There's, there's, there's so, like, 
we've generated so many leads recently that like I don't even know what to do with them, right? Like, we're actually gonna share the numbers with you in terms of like what the lead gen has looked like. Yeah. To Facebook ads, and we won't include the relationship building stats into there. We just want to keep it strictly like the online leads portion. Yeah. Um, but let's actually talk a little bit about how I was the one who was afraid um, to go all in for Facebook ads. Yeah. Yeah. Alex was gung ho because I was I was ready. I mean, I was personally. Um, because to be honest with you, like I remember getting so many leads through open houses, getting so many leads through alternative ways of marketing. Um, Zillow was just convenient, right? So it's like fast food. I, I have to stop you for one second just to share a funny little like stat fact for those of you who are nerdy and do like to to you know track your numbers. I actually looked in our CRM the other day, and between, I can't remember if it was four open houses or five, but either way, in four or five open houses, we've actually had more um, generated leads than Zillow over the course of five months. Boom. <laughs> like, more leads, and granted, we don't like to call them leads because they're people, but for the purposes of the conversation, we'll say leads. More leads from four to five open houses um, versus Zillow over five months. Yeah. And that's spending bank on Zillow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and this, so that's that's like free ninety nine. Yeah. Right. So. Houses don't cost a And you're getting yourself into a neighborhood, and you're, you know, you're you're putting your presence out there, and um, I think with Zillow is just a convenience factor. Yeah. Right. It's the fact they're the fast food, right? Of. It, it feels like you're you're working, like like. It feels like you're doing something when you're not doing anything. Yes, exactly. At the end of the day, if the leads are not, you're not converting on them, and just it's it's not. In all honesty, it's not as effective as as actually going out there and talking to people. What is it? What's that phrase that they say for politicians? Shaking hands and kissing babies. Yes, if you're not kissing babies as a realtor, you're not doing your job. <laughs> exactly. So you know, Alex has wanted to go all in for Facebook ads for a while, and. I am just one of those people, and I think you are too, but I guess because I was a little elbow deep in it um, as far as like setting the ads up with pictures and stuff like that. I was very nervous because, you know, I wasn't sure that the Facebook ads could live up to the amount of leads that Zillow was, was uh, creating for us. So I, I spoke to Alex and I said, you know, just give me a couple months to really like figure out and test some different things. Um, so I'm actually going to talk a little bit about some of the different strategies that we tried. Let's do it. <laughs> we, uh, we, we did some Facebook lead gen ads, and you know I will say that while those did perform, I wouldn't necessarily say that they performed the best. And at the end of the day, you don't have the added benefit of actually getting the consumer or the potential buyer or seller onto your real estate website. Mm-hmm. And I, I think yeah it's really powerful to get them on the website and see the brand yeah and also a lot of people don't actually use their real email when yes. when on facebook they use like a junk like a junk email right that they're not really uh they're not really um interested yeah. in using to be told the email that i use for my facebook account is an email that i don't even have access to yeah i mean mine is like the oldest email of all time don't hack me guys I mean, if I sign up for your stuff, you won't even be able to get in contact with me. Yeah. So, you know, we, we tried the lead gen. Um, I tried the strategy 
where, you know, both of us, we actually, I think at one point we run an ad where you built a landing page and I built a landing page. Yeah. And then we saw like which landing page would. Yeah. Which is it, is it, we, we thought it was the aesthetics of the landing page that would help convert more. Yeah. So, uh, you know, a little healthy competition. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not a bad thing. Um, but that surprisingly the landing pages didn't convert as well. Um, and I think that has to do with, it could be like page loading time. It could also be just people being unfamiliar with the brand. Um, I also think it was our landing page uh, format just because of our, uh, where we subscribe to Squarespace. Well, we, yeah. Yeah. So, so we were doing our landing pages using Squarespace, not anything like lead pages or, or any of those services. So we were building them like. Yeah, and I personally think there was way too much clicks that needed to happen in order for it to happen to 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 go through. Yes, yes, definitely way too many clicks. So you know, those those are just three of the types of, of options that we tried. Um, but the winner was when when we started using IDX Broker. Yes, a f- that like we had IDX Broker for how many? for so long like even before she was an agent i had idx broker and i was using it wrong this whole time i would get leads every so often um just natural like traffic to the website but it wasn't like the volume that we have now we weren't actually utilizing the the tools that yeah it's it's um it's actually kind of crazy like when we get into the numbers it's we, we think it'll probably blow your minds um so, you know, we, we tried all those different strategies and the one that worked was using Facebook ads for conversions. Um, so optimizing them for conversions using multiple different image sets. So for anyone who's not familiar with Facebook ads, um, you don't have to run an ad with just one photo. You can try six different photos at one time to see which one performs better and then actually just cut off the ones that are not performing well um, or stick to the one that's performing the absolute best. Um, and since it's conversion-based, Facebook is actually going to do everything that they can to get you those conversions on the website, which you can track um, using the Facebook pixel. Yeah. And um, just, just before you, you continue, um, so personally, from what, we, what we've been doing, what do you think has been performing well Honestly, in regards to pictures? Pictures of kitchens. Kitchens? People like kitchen porn. <laughs> yeah, that sounds weird. That really, I think that's actually a thing, but let's not talk about that. Um, so you're saying kitchens are performing well, yes, the most. But so, well. so, do you think that that could vary based on area? So, like for example, if you're in Florida or, or like you know somewhere where it's hot year round or majority of the year, do you think like pools would be a big thing? Absolutely, absolutely. I think if you actually look in that like what stands out in a house like at least in new york like people would die for a beautiful kitchen yeah it's not something that you can easily get here yeah and i feel like everybody's eating seamless anyway so i don't know what the point of it is but whatever (laughs) (laughs) i mean i prefer a a nice bathroom but i don't think a bathroom would look nice in a photo it's it's funny i think i actually i'm a living room fan yeah (laughs) but yeah the, the kitchen pictures perform like like you wouldn't believe and so, you know, the, the ads are set up in six pictures. Um, we, we take, we get rid of the pictures that aren't performing the best. It's set up for conversion. We use IDX Broker. So essentially the potential buyer seller will click on the ad and then it takes them to our website on IDX Broker. And so the CTA is to be able to see a list of properties. So for people who don't know what a CTA is, that's call to action. Yes, yes, so CTA is call to action. And um, they, they click through, they'll land on our website, which will actually not 
show them the list of properties at first. It's going to request that they share their contact information and their name. Um, and that is where we capture the lead's info. They are able to look at the property um, list, essentially. And, and that's then from there, they're put through the funnel. Yeah, so we're basically doing what Zillow's doing because they do the same exact thing. Basically. So let's get into the numbers. Okay. Right? So... I mean, with Zillow over five months, we're, we're going to use what we did this year with Zillow um, just because you know we've been in and out of the program multiple times. Yeah. Um, but over the course of five months, it was about 148 leads generated. Okay. Right? Um, yeah. And that was with about $1,000 spent, I yeah. think. $1,000 per month spent over five months, and it was 148 leads. Now, you know, we... We ran some numbers and uh, Alex actually confirmed that if we were to take what we were spending on Zillow and move it over to Facebook ads. So essentially I, I found like the winning Facebook ad formula uh, with, along with Alex and we were like, okay, this is how many leads we got based on this, you know, two week span. So if we like run the numbers based on this two week span and we continue to do the ads this way. If we put the money that we're spending on Zillow into these Facebook ads, we would actually get it was two hundred and forty-eight percent more yes. leads. Two hundred and forty-eight percent more leads than with Zillow Premier Agent. That's absolutely crazy. Um, that's those are big. <laughs> yeah. Big jump. And I, I think with the conversion when they actually jump onto our page, um, we've seen a. a quality uh better numbers right than when we were doing the lead gen pages originally yes we we were receiving a lot more accurate information we we're actually speaking to people uh when we were doing the lead gen pages i feel like we were barely speaking to people it was just yeah like and when he says lead gen pages what we're talking about is um the landing pages that we had built early oh no i was actually talking about the lead gen directly through facebook oh it's facebook lead gen yeah facebook lead gen pages so, yeah yeah the, the information just wasn't so 248% is, is a big deal. And, you know, take that number. And then now let's look at, we had mentioned, you know, open houses. Yes. Five, four to five open houses. More of these than we had did on Zillow and open houses are free. Yeah. Um, and I, th I think that's like, if you think about it, in person, it's probably the best way to go about it. Yeah, yeah. Like if we had to say, what's better, our, our, our Facebook ads or our... Um, our Zillow ads, it would be open house. Yeah, open house. <laughs> open house with Facebook ads. Yes, open house with Facebook and ads, 100%. Traffic driving uh, ads, which were great. Yeah, yeah. So another crazy stat is we actually just calculated this before we, we started recording this, and it was that um, we generated, no, so we spent over the course of 30 days only $177 which is, is kind of bananas, but $177 and our cost per lead was actually, it was $4.11. Badass. $4.11, $177 spent over 30 days. And that actually totaled to $5.90 per day spent. That's amazing. <laughs> so that's, that's actually pretty, pretty wild so i don't have a calculator on me to actually figure out yeah um, all of our all of our devices yeah, are being used devices right now to, to record this thing 
we got extra creative today. But just just those numbers alone, it's it kind of like is baffling. Where it's like, wow, there's a huge difference between yeah. Zillow Premier Agent and running Facebook ads. Yeah, and I, I feel like what what deters a lot of people is they don't know how to do it, right? And they're not willing to do the trial and error because um, they they're they're in desperation mode. Yes. And um, the reason why is because me personally, what I think is that the industry is oversaturated. Yeah. It's too easy to become a realtor. Um, but it's not it's not easy to become a professional. Yeah, that, that barrier to entry is really low and you know, there's a lot of we actually just uh, attended a workshop about this where there's a lot of people learning. They're not really learning because they're not doing it. Yeah. That's that's where the true learning happens. Um, I remember shadowing Alex and he made me get on the phone. I didn't want to get on the phone and he, he made me and, and when I'm nervous I giggle. <laughs> yeah, and I must say, um, from that time where she barely could get on the phone, now she could convert um, a buyer incoming buyer call like nothing. It's, it's no, I'm saying it's it's become second. It's it has become second nature in the fact that you know what you're talking about, so you're more confident in that. So I feel like as broke as a brokerage leader, as um, you know anyone who's part of a brokerage, um, before you start hitting those phones, you know start taking action with your broker present or with somebody present to help guide you um, in the right direction, whether it be a mentor or somebody who, you know, has been doing it for a while, who understands the game. Um, Because if you kind of do it yourself, you might, you know... It's going to take a longer time. Uh, personally, for me, it took a longer time. It's a, The learning curve was super hard um, just because I wasn't... I didn't really have anybody, you know, telling me, oh, you know, shifting my squat position. So, you know, I had to go through the injuries. I had to hit the wall a couple of times. So, you know, definitely go out there, find a mentor, find somebody who can help you convert on the phones because that's the most important thing. You can have all the leads in the world, but if you can't convert anybody, it doesn't matter. Yeah, 100%. That couldn't be any more true. And along with, with that advice, it's good to keep in mind you know, what we mentioned earlier, where these online leads are six to 12 months out. So this is a long game. A lot of people look at online leads like it's instant and they're going to be able to convert on the first try, no matter what your skill level, that might not always happen. Um, so so keep that in mind when you're trying to decide whether or not a program like Zillow Premier Agent is the best for you or if Facebook ads are the best yeah. for you. So should we give them tips right now on like how to convert over the phone or no? Ooh. Or should we save that for a different episode? Or, yeah, let's see. Actually, be an episode in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah, like that's that's um at that point, yeah, that's that's a different secret sauce. Yeah, and uh, also some some more updates and news. Uh, we we started using Pipe Drive. Yes. So, all right, I Shout I. Shout out to Eric Braun. Oh God, that guy. Like I hate you, bro. That that was the worst thing you've ever did to me, because uh, mind you, I I use Zapier. I created this whole system, and so, so time out, time out. So Alex actually he's obsessed with automation. Um, he's obsessed with Zapier, and he actually built us. So a lot of the things that we create is out of necessity. Yes, um, like the Agent Planner Pro from Design for Realtors. Like I literally made it. Was like I, I designed it so Amanda can make it pretty for myself because I thought that was gonna be super helpful. We couldn't find a planner for real estate agents online that we liked and fit our lifestyle. And trust us, we bought a bunch. Yeah, we, we bought a bunch and we tried. And Alex, like, he came up with his own thing, asked me to make it pretty, and then we were like, oh, like other people would love this too. And that's how Agent Planner Pro 
um, became a, a product. And that's our now it's our like top seller. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually our, our number. Yeah. yeah, and also guys, we're making a um, for if you don't know, we're actually making a physical a physical book of it now, so you guys can have a quarter um, in your hand. You don't have to print it yourself. You, you can just purchase it online. So that's that's pretty awesome. And I will say, it is really nice quality and fits in a lot of different places because it's flexible. Yeah. More, more on that later. Um, but, you know, I, I completely forgot we went off on a tangent. Oh, sorry about that. We were talking about how I created a Google Sheet. Oh, yes, your obsession with automation. My obsession with automation, indeed. The stuff that we do based off of necessity. And Alex, we, we couldn't find a CRM that we liked. So he went and he made his own CRM. That's what I do. Yeah, so he built this really robust, awesome system using Google Sheets, which was great because Google Sheets is free and our real estate agents within the brokerage, like our team, you know, what's better than providing them with a tool that they don't have to pay for? Yeah. I feel like, um, you know, I've been through a lot of different CRMs. I went through iExact. I went through Top Producer. And they all had their limitations. Yeah. Right? Um, so basically what I wanted was something that could go based off of, you know, the tool, all the tools we had and put them together. So he actually did a really great job, hours and hours and hours of, of setting up the, the integration between Google Sheets and Zapier and integrating with everything, like all the other different tools that we use, including like the Facebook lead gen, IDX broker and all these things and um, automated emails, MailChimp, the list goes on. He, he did all of that and it was great. But then Eric Braun from Contour Mortgage came along. He came and ruined everyone's day. <laughs> and he told us at a networking event about this thing called Pipe Drive and Lion's Desk. So we, we didn't follow up with Lion's Desk, but I'm not going to lie. It was like 12 o'clock in the morning and I fell in love with Pipe Drive and how seamless and aesthetically pleasing it looked. And I went to Alex and I was like, oh my gosh, we have to try this. Yeah, and now we are um, building that out, trying to automate it as much as possible. Yeah. It still has limitations. Yes, it does have its limitations, which we'll probably talk about on a different episode of, of this podcast. But, you know, how this relates back to Zillow Premier Agent leads and Facebook leads, um, Facebook ad leads, is that you've got to have a good CRM set up, a good follow up funnel set up you cannot do anything with these leads like okay you might get lucky but more likely than not you're not going to have any success with any of these leads like don't bother trying to run facebook ads unless you actually have these these things set up yeah so i mean we could talk a little bit about that right um so we have a system in place so when a when a lead comes in within 24 hours we have to reach out we speak to them, right? If they're ready right now, we invite them to the office. If they're not ready right now, we put them on a follow-up campaign, um, which will allow them to get properties over time. And then there's a long-term uh, follow-up, which is a thousand emails and yeah. a bunch of text messages <laughs> over time, over time, not not like, not in their face, but it's- three years worth of follow-up. Three years worth of follow-up. So in three years, if they're, when they're ready, they will come to us. Um, but it's all value, value adds. It's not, um, bombarding people with, Hey, look, buy, buy with me, sell with me. Hey, I'm the best in the industry. Oh, well, look, look, look like, no, providing information. That's what, where you want to focus on. Yeah. At the end of the day, as a real estate agent, you don't want to just be known as a realtor or real estate agent. You want to become 
a resource and build relationships with these individuals who are contacting you about their interest in properties. Yep, 100%. Yeah. So, you know, selfless plug, once again, this podcast is brought to you by Design for Realtors, where you can find instant, downloadable, customizable marketing designs and apparel for modern real estate agents. Yes, like me and Amanda. You can find it at uh, designforrealtors.com. We'll place the link uh, all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> so that you can check it out, see if you like anything. Yeah. Um, so I guess, you know, let's let's take it to a close. We, we shared a lot of information yep. about, you know, pros, pros. Yeah, I mean, all in all, like, you know, I I personally think that um, Zillow is cutting out the realtor, right? They're they're, it's more of a moral decision decision that we've made. Um, I think as as realtors, as professionals who actually care about the industry, um, I'm not saying that, you know, we're always doing things right. But there has to be a higher level of entry. So we have to improve and we have to be better marketers overall. Because as realtors, our job is to market. If you're not marketing, you're not a realtor. You're basically a tour guide and someone who could point at kitchens all day. Yes. Right? And to be honest with you, a monkey could point at a kitchen. It's true. Right? Um, so we have to be able to provide more value, provide more education, provide more to the customer so that they want to go with a professional and not just make an offer through a website with no knowledge of the neighborhood, no knowledge of how a co-op or condo works, or um, you know, has no connection with an inspector, doesn't get an inspection because they have no idea what that that they need to. Yeah. Or you know, it's it's we we provide more value than what what you probably think if you're a newbie, right? But we have to obtain that information and and grow our profession. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of real estate agents go through this when they first start out where you kind of like you're afraid of giving off those salesman vibes because um, you know we all have we grow up with a negative connotation um, with regards to salespeople um, but keep in mind that if you actually approach your real estate business from like an, an actual caring for people place you know deals are people if you approach it from a relationship building standpoint you're going to have a lot more success than what any of these online, you know, lead funnel things can ever bring you. hundred percent. Yeah. So having those genuine conversations at open houses will, will, could be the difference between you actually helping that person find a home or that person just saying like, oh yeah, I saw them at the open house, but I'm going to go look at some of the properties alone. Yeah. Yeah. And um, a lot of people are just, you know, they don't, they're scared of what they don't understand. Right. So they, they go to Zillow because they think they're going to understand it. But if you think about it, um, Zillow gets all their information from realtors. Mm-hmm. Right. So they think that Zillow is the, the professional, but in reality, they're using our information yeah. to basically sell us back our, our, our leads, yeah. which that's the ironic part. It's, it's ironic. Think about it. You get a listing, right? You put it on Zillow. They sell your leads information to someone else. Or they sell it back to you. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. When in reality, you should be able to pop up a website and be able to market and sell it yourself. When you phrase it that way, it almost makes it hard to wrap your head around why any real estate agent would do 
too. Yes. Um, and that's why I, I kind of, I'm leaning towards the Sobati, like, you know, uh, Sobata. So, so the B route, where they don't really, um, yeah, they're not, they're not, yeah, they're not part of the MLS. They're, well, at least the one in uh, Queens, yeah. right? So they, they're not part of the MLS. They're not, you know what I'm saying? Like they don't have to deal with all these rules and regulations. They just market the way they're marketing and do the best marketing job they can for their clients in an upscale way. And they're not tied into yeah. to Zillow or whatever. Maybe they do what they got to do. Yeah. Right? They're, they're like branding wise. Like a lot of the agent um, brokerages firms that are out there who don't use these extra things like MLS and Zillow and all this stuff, you know, they have strong brands. And that's one of the added benefits. And another. Like compasses, you're saying? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Try not to name names. Uh, I mean, come on, they're, they're big names. Yeah, well, I gotta, I gotta remember that this is one hundred percent real without. Yeah, or let's let's not hold anything back. I'm sure as this show progresses, I will get a little more real. Yeah. <laughs> we might start needing a, a sensor sound. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but but you know they they have established brands and that's really hard to do if you're just focusing on using the MLS and using Zillow. Yeah. Your brand is nowhere. It's like your little teeny little face in a circle. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if you think about branding, it goes beyond like you're not when you use services like Zillow all the time. And that's like your main way of promoting a a listing or whatever. Maybe you're you're not building a brand at all. You're building their brand. Yeah. Right. If you Zillow should be like Yelp. In, in, in the sense where they go, people should go there for reviews to see who you've helped and what you focus on. They shouldn't be going there mainly for your listings. And a, a great way to actually, like I think, to actually take some of the power back from Zillow is if everyone learned how to market themselves, right? And they'll be like, hey, this is not going on Zillow for 20 days. The first 10 days, the only people that have access are the people that go to my website for the, for these listings, right? Especially if you're a heavy hitter. If there are any developers out there listening to this. Yeah, I just gave you a website to build. Yeah. Um, and we, it, could, it could happen. To be honest with you, I'll start a Kickstarter right now. And I'll do it right now. And then everybody can just donate money to that. And then we, uh, we'll take back the market share of New York. <laughs> that would be very epic. That would be epic. But there you go, guys. This is our first podcast. I'm super excited to see how it pans out. Um, and listen to Ayende. Yes. He, thank you for donating your, your music to us. Yes, that was, that was awesome. And, you know, just as the expectations, you know, this podcast is called 100% Real with Alex and Amanda. And it's a business lifestyle podcast. Yes, we will be talking about real estate because it's, it's what we do. It's one of the businesses that we have. 100%. But we do have multiple businesses, and we know many, many, many different business owners. Um, so we're going to have a variety of different topics and things like that. But at the end of the day, if you are a business owner and real estate agents, you are all business owners. Yes. Please take responsibility of the fact that it's your business. Yes. Own that. Um, you know, all these topics, they're... they're they, they kind of melt into one another. Business is business, and a lot of things that work for one type of business sometimes can be translated to work for another. 100%. Like service industries are service industries, right? So as a lawyer, as a doctor, as you know what I'm saying, like all of that requires marketing, all of that requires you getting out there, 
right? And um, if we, if we think about it as um, as realtors, we have a specific goal, but how we obtain business is usually very very similar to a lot of service industries. So that's something to, to keep in consideration. The marketing is the same. The marketing knowledge is the same. That's why Gary Vee speaks to so many people because it's literally, he's not just, it's across the board. It's something that a lot of people can benefit from. The, the same Gary Vee advice that we apply to our real estate brokerage is the same advice we apply to design for realtors. <laughs> uh, yeah, majority of it. Yeah. Except, you know, one, it's a little heavier in different aspects, but. But, you know, design for realtors is, is still in that, that Yeah, it's doing really, really good. So check out the Agent Agent Planner Pro. Agent Planner Pro, be on the lookout for the printed, uh, official printed version. Yeah, it's coming out. Really excited to drop that really soon. Um, But yeah, this is the end. I mean, I guess for our first podcast, it's kind of like, how do we end it? Um, cue the music. Best believe, best believe. Uh, We the best, yes and yes and Yeah, best believe, best believe. uh.